Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the Disney and Sony deal that has been made for the United States. We're going to be talking about some other news, including the Matterhorn movie and also a social. Plus, we're going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus original content and some of the Star originals as well. And obviously a massive kind of full-on discussion about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale. Now, before we get into any of that, let's do some quick housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe either on audio platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. You can also subscribe on YouTube. You can also find us over at whatsonatdisneyplus.com, so you can help um, like bookmark it, join the mail group, join Facebook, Twitter, whichever way to kind of keep up with our latest uh, news. And also we do have a Patreon and a YouTube channel member system where if you become a member and help support the channel, you do get to help um, kind of keep all of this stuff running and just kind of you know, to help keep everything going. And as part of that, you get to take part in the weekly Q&A on YouTube, which takes place every Sunday evening. And then also you get um, early access to uh, extra reviews. So there's uh, this coming Sunday, they've already got access to Miracle. So that'll be the one that'll be coming for everyone tomorrow. And also, uh, just a big shout out to all of our patrons at the gold tier and above. So let's start off with Sarah, who's at the executive platinum level. Huge thank you for your support. Andrew, Jacob, Khalid, Red Marsman, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lester, Lauren, and James, and what's on Netflix. And also over on YouTube, hello to Melissa, my VCR still works, Abina, Bad Dog Gamer, Joshua, Ben, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. And again, huge thank you for all of your support each and every week. Um, it really does make a massive difference. And you can become a member from as little as $2 a month. Okay, so there we go. Let's get that out of the way. And let's jump into it. That was a massive massive news this week and i've been saying about this for i feel like years about the idea of oh maybe disney will just license the star spider-man movies from sony and well like 11 o'clock at night sat there and suddenly this this kind of press release drops in and i'm just going to read it out okay so disney this deal includes u.s rights to the new uh, cinema releases from 2022 to 2026, following their pay one TV window and library titles from Sony Pictures for Disney's streaming service and linear networks. This provides Disney with a robust collection of Sony Pictures Mar universe of Marvel characters in their post pay one TV windows. So this deal will allow um, content to uh, go on all of their platform of um, platforms of streaming service, including Disney Plus and Hulu, as well as linear networks including ABC, Disney Channel, Freeform, FX, and National Geographic. Um, so this builds upon their prior agreements where some of the content was licensed to FX in their post-pay one TV window. The deal also grants to a significant number of Sony's iconic library titles ranging from Jumanji and Hotel Transylvania franchises to the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters films. What a awful name um <laughs> including spider-man this gives disney enormous programming potential across its platforms and makes them a key destination for the robust collection of spider-man films notably the agreement provides hulu access to a significant number of library content from as early as june so um this was uh, and also they haven't announced how much this cost either now this was one of those situations where essentially now it means all the spider-man movies and a whole host of other movies could potentially be on Disney Plus. They could also be on Hulu. So it is important to know. To be honest, Disney right now they can sit there and go, "All right, we got this movie. 
We can put it on Hulu. We can put it on Disney Plus, and we can put it on FX. We can put it on national. You know, they now have the flexibility to almost put it where they want to, which makes a lot of sense. But what did you think of this deal when it got announced? Uh, I was expecting a Spider-Man deal, and I don't think anyone's surprised by that. I was surprised by everything else, mm. honestly. I, I figured it would be a strictly Spider-Man or, or a strictly a Marvel content yeah. drop. Uh, but to get all of the Spider-Man stuff is huge. And then uh, Jumanji is a great franchise. I'm surprised at how good the, the Jumanji sequels ended up being. Yeah, they, shouldn't, really they shouldn't have been, but they were really <laughs> good. And there's obviously a lot of other very good Sony uh content out there so this this was huge for disney plus this is uh, a great content addition once it starts dropping yeah so it's important to note. so we don't know yet really too much years about what titles are going to be coming on when they're going to be coming on um important so let's break it down into two things we kind of got library content and then we've got new content so all the new movies from 2022 to 2026 from sony which will include some of the Spider-Man movies, Venom spin-offs. Um, there might be, there's going to be loads of other stuff in there as well. So now they will have to go to cinemas. Then they'll have to go to like digital and home video system. Then they go to Netflix and then they go to Disney plus. So it's important to know this process could take nearly two years by the time it's been in the cinema to before it hits Disney plus. So I think that's important to know. So the new like Jay, uh, Jared Leto, um, Morpheus movie. Um, was it? I can't ever say it right. Morpheus. What was it? No, no. Mor- um, Morbius. Sorry, Morbius. Morbius. Yes, I keep saying Morpheus, but Morbius. So that one there probably won't arrive until maybe February, March, twenty twenty four. So it's a while off. But as we're talking about them, movies in twenty twenty six will still be dropping in twenty twenty eight. You know, that's the difference. Uh, you know, this is a long term deal, and it gives Disney a lot of flexibility. Um, with regards to like Hulu, it means that then they've got they've got some contracts sorted now to get some some new content dropping because essentially I like after like 2022, 2024, uh, you know, if they start losing all the NBC content or the rest of it, this will kind of provide them with an extra layer of library content. That's if Hulu is still existing by then. That's the important thing as well, um, because the way I think it's going to be moving is I think there will be at some point a shift but now they've secured all this now it also means that it potentially opens up a whole list of stuff to be coming they very much made a, a very big note about the marvel side of things which very much to me feels like that's what they want for uh, disney plus so when they've got the spider-man multiverse on there that you can go on there and you can watch spider-man you can watch amazing spider-man you can watch you know all these things to help with that aspect and have all the spider-man stuff in one place because Far From Home, oh sorry, not just Far From Home, but the new one, the new Way Home, and also the new Venom movie won't come under the uh, the new movies because they're not released next year. They'll come under the library content, so they still might have to go to stars first. Um, but generally, this will just give access to a large number of... Con- I mean, I think for a while that, you know, I always said I could see Sony kind of just licensing them out. But this is interesting as well. We have Netflix is making that announcement a couple of weeks ago that they've got the pay one window. You know, we're all like, oh, well, there goes Spider-Man. Well, no. And you've got to, you know, those deals are all being done at the same time, you know. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if some of this stuff is non-exclusive because also um, Sony are launching Video Pass. Currently, they're doing a test in Poland where they're given access to their movies as part of their PlayStation uh, Plus service. 
So what I'm now thinking is if that's on a trial basis, maybe they're at a point where they've kind of licensed this out on a non-exclusive basis for some of their library content, and it'll be on multiple platforms. Um, I mean, they haven't announced a US date for that uh, place, PlayStation video thing, but they're doing a trial now in Poland um, with about 20 to 30 Sony movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm there going, mm, connecting the dots, kind of going, okay, it all sounds like they, you know, they've been, they've, they've put, been putting a plan together. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't always trust Sony to have a plan, but I think when it comes to Spider-Man, at the very least, they, they want to have a plan. He is one of their big selling points. I mean, uh, the game last uh, two or three years ago now um, was a huge seller on PlayStation the 4. Miles the Mi- uh, yeah. yeah, Miles Morales being a PlayStation 5 launch title was a big deal. Um, obviously, Into the Spider-Verse was a, a huge movie. Uh, they even had that exclusivity deal with uh, Spider-Man coming to the Marvel Avengers game. Yeah. Um, don't know if that's going to happen since the game didn't exactly blow up the uh, the video game scene the way they hoped to. But yeah, they just did a, uh, they just launched a brand new uh, event. Uh, yeah, Tachyon something or other. Honestly, I haven't played it, it since I finished the, finished the storyline. Uh, so. Exactly the same. The, the, the single player was fantastic. But the the whole game of service is just like no, yeah. this is stupid, uh, and it was stupidly implemented. But it's not about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, when it comes to Spider Man, they take it seriously. They know it is their cash cow, and they know that it is their in into the Marvel universe, and they can milk the Marvel universe cash cow just a little bit with the Spider Man titles. I also feel like now that Disney only have to, once they finish off with the Fox deal it kind of left Sony as the only partner they really have to deal with. So it makes it in some way a little bit like, okay, we need to work together to get all this done. And, you know, they've been co-financing films. They've been doing, and I just have been saying for a while that, you know, Sony and Disney are working together on a number of stuff. And it kind of makes sense in some ways for them to kind of come up with this deal. Sony are going after a very different market right now. They know they aren't strong enough to have their own streaming service and it wouldn't work because um, it's just, they haven't got the, the, the power for it. They've not got the scout. So they've gone out and sold their licensing content to the big boys and they've got their money coming in. I think it is just an uh, just a great thing for Sony. I do think actually a thing is, this is where Sony's playing to the current strengths of the market. You know, every company needs scale. And these long-term deals, I mean, you've got to think now these are going to be temporary. There was this whole kind of thing. People go, well, they said they'd never license things. Things have changed. You know, things change all the time. And um, we, I don't know, I think one of my mods had said that a load of uh, content had been dropping on Disney Plus in the Netherlands that had been, that, you know, they didn't even think they owned kind of thing. So they are doing different bits and pieces. It's important to know this is for the US only. I suspect... Deals will be being put into place, um, but maybe there's existing contracts that they have to go around. Every country is going to have different rules. And so therefore that is what they've, they can't just do a blanket global thing because every country, you know, there might be like, every country could be available then, you know, if you're like Austria didn't, you know, you've got to, it's, it's difficult for them to do, but I will suspect that they will be doing little deals all over the place to sort this out. And, yeah, I mean, it also opens up a whole host of other movies that could potentially come to Disney Plus with franchises. You know, like Surfed Up, uh, Hotel Transylvania, you got Jumanji, you got the Smurfs, you've got um, the Ghostbusters, you've got Karate Kid. They even actually own some of the James Bond uh, sort of distribution rights. Um, 
funny thing as well, uh, Quantum of Solace even actually shows up on the 20th Century Studios. They uh, did the DVD release for that. Um, so there's a whole host of movies, and they're not all going to go to Disney Plus. You know, some of them are going to go over to uh, Hulu and be where they'll probably be primarily based. But it does kind of, you know, the whole thing of are they going to be on a tab or is it just going to be in Marvel? But you'd make sense maybe to share them out, or they want to build up the library of family content on Hulu. I don't know, but it's it's all the new movies. All the I just think this is a great deal. Plus, they can show them on ABC, FX. You know, they've they've got that flexibility as well. Overall, I, I thought well, other than getting the, the maybe the pay one window, it would it would have been better than pay two, but maybe pay two lasts longer. I don't know. This might have been an issue, but at the end of the day, it's just great to see Disney kind of, they are going all in on the, on the streaming war. They're going into battle. They're going into battle. Um, but even without that, uh, making a deal with Sony is in their best interest. If for the only reason to get homecoming and far from home onto the service at some point, I know far from home's uh, probably a bit later. Yeah. And then obviously uh, No Way Home or, or whatever the... Yeah. I, I think, I think that's what it's called. To me, it's more about like, if, you know, there's one thing of them just doing, a, just, just done the deal for the Sony, for the Marvel thing. It's the fact that it's all their movies for like five years. I well, mean, that's, it, that's quite a big one. It's the, it's the Fox deal done a bit smaller. Obviously, we yeah. wanted the Fox deal so they get the X-Men content, so they get the Fantastic Four license. Right. Yeah. But everything else that came with it, of course, we wanted as well. They, they don't make deals... Right just for the marvel mm. universe yeah. but you have to assume that being able to complete the mcu uh, yeah. almost complete almost. the mcu uh, <laughs> on disney plus with the spider-man films had to have factored into it yeah but no so it's very cool to see them doing this um and my dog's having a, having a fit outside uh, your, uh, your dog and my cat my cat yeah. is demanding <laughs> attention right now He's cats and dogs. I think that's Warner Brothers. Um, so yeah, so that, that's all pretty big news. Um, but it's probably going to be a while before we see it. Movies are going to start dropping on a Hulu from June, so that's pretty soon. But I'm not expecting anything major onto Disney Plus for a while. I wouldn't be too surprised if we see the Spider-Man movies drop on maybe around the time that the Spider-Man movie comes out to kind of get people warmed up. Well, if if all the if all the cameos that are rumored come out yeah uh i could definitely see people uh heading out to at least watch spider-man 2 and uh amazing spider-man 2 because the the ones that they're talking about are of course electro and doc ock in a, in addition yeah. to um spider-man Spider -Man themselves uh and there might be other ones that yeah. we haven't heard rumors about the, that might pop in and this all could end up just being like really good marketing and they're not in it at all who knows well i think the because the actor from uh, that played uh was uh played Doc Octopus pretty much came yes, out on Twitter and was like, like yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm in it. You know, he didn't. <laughs> so that was yeah. kind of like, um, and they, they use it. You know, oh yeah. They're using de-aging technology on me. I'm like, okay, that's quite a, it's quite specific, but um, it, yeah. it's, it'll be interesting because this will be the third time that we've had um, multiverse shenanigans hinted at the, the first yeah. time being far from home. And then, Oh no, it was just, yeah. it's a, he's an actor whatever and then of course we were expecting wandavision to, mm. to have oh that's going to be the entrance to the multiverse and uh the x-men and quicksilver and oh oh no that's uh, another actor actually as a matter of fact well, i think once it once like dr strange and the multiverse of madness yeah. was announced we knew then that this was um something was coming i wonder how many times they're gonna play the haha no we're, we're we're just messing with all the nerds who yeah. who know the comics really well they're, we're not actually doing the multiverse um yeah. 
Doctor Strange is probably the limit on that. If, if they keep playing that card, eventually everyone's going to be like, just either yes. do it or don't. Stop teasing it. Yeah, and also they wouldn't have done it unless they had some something in place. That's well, I would hope. Yeah. Right, moving on from there, um, it's been officially confirmed that Pixar will be releasing a new short called 22 Versus the Earth. It'll be coming on April the 30th to Disney+. Plus. It's a short season that sees 22 defy the rules of the great before and refuses to go to Earth, enlisting a gang of five other souls in an attempt at a rebellion. However, as her cohort's activities lead to unexpected results, 22 Subversus' plot may lead to surprise revelation about the meaning of life. I'm going to have to put the teeth in. So, to be honest, we kind of knew about this about a month ago when it went up on the Disney Plus um, Latin press site, but it wasn't it was wasn't supposed to be said till now. Um, again, more short stuff, great. More stuff was so can't help but feel this would have been originally the, the DVD extra short that we always get with DVDs that we used to in the day. I think this is great. I think it would have been nice to have had it arrive on Earth Day with Secrets of the Whales. That would have been, you know, but I don't know if maybe us going against the Earth would have been the best option. <laughs> uh, you, can, you, can, you can make a lesson out of what you're not supposed to do. Um, either way, I'm looking forward to it. I thought some of the best bits of Soul, or the funniest bits, I should say, uh, were the short interactions we got with 22 going through the, the famous historical figures and yeah. Uh, them, uh, I guess they never established if 22 is a yeah. boy or a girl, so just go yeah. with they. Um, were they they just annoying all of these characters? Yeah. So, honestly, making a series of shorts where they get to annoy even more historical figures, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, that one's good. So, we'll be watching that one next week. Um, also, this week, some other news we had. Um, Apparently, Disney are developing, or it's actually been in development for 10 years now, a movie based on the Matterhorn, which is um, an attraction at Disneyland. It's currently going by the kind of working title of The Hill. Um, the Disney Insider said that they are trying to look for writers and stuff. No one's attached to it, but it'll be a Disney Plus movie. Um, interestingly enough, this was the movie Third Man on the Mountain, which was made in the 1950s, was when Walt Disney went out to the Netherlands to make the movie. He then got inspired by it and then made the attraction in disneyland so it's kind of like a interconnection how this all works out how they can i mean you know you've got harold the uh the yeti on board with the they call him an abominable snowman but it's all the same isn't it um i i just hope that in the movie they refer to the fact that he never works on the ride that he's been broken well, no, they, for they, like they, years they, yeah they, well they, i'm yeah i, I know but he's yeah. been broken for years yeah. uh either way obviously we don't know details yet. Um, no. There's potential to it, though. I mean, obviously, it's going to end with some sort of like roller coaster down the mountain. Yeah. But how they get up the mountain in the first place could be very interesting. Yeah. So that, that that's cool. They're also working on a new haunted mansion movie as well. Um, for me, you know, it makes perfect sense for them to be doing all these attraction. You know, they've got these attractions. They've got this built-in connection. They are established IPs in their own right. But also. I think apparently they, they've been getting such a good reaction from the focus groups about Jungle Cruise that they feel they've got like another big hit on their hands of this one. And obviously Pirates of the Caribbean was great. Didn't work so great for, I mean, the thing is the, Haunt, the Haunted Mansion movie was almost like of a different era. Same thing with the Tower of Terror movie. I mean, we're not going to mention the Country Bears, um, you know, and Tomorrowland never really kind of was, that was very, very vague on how, how well it was connected. Um, but Tomorrowland, yeah, they have had some sense. Yeah. yeah, 
Tomorrowland had tonal problems. Uh, yeah. It 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 wanted to tell a me- to to present a message, and then it forgot that you know you're supposed to tell a story around the message. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a little bit of a sense of deja vu. We're like, oh, pirates did really well. Let's do haunted mansions. Um, mm. We'll see. I mean, haunted mansion the whole out of all came first. I I know, but it, yeah. it was yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always think of it second because I never watched it really, so yeah. I don't know. Um, out of all the rides that they could do one out of, other than pirates, it's probably got the most potential, which is why I can see them going back to it. Well, there's been a lot of talk recently about um, like Big Thunder Mountain because um, in like Paris and in the comic books, they were actually all interconnected with the Phantom Manor. And it's like a go, it's a, like a dark uh, mining town, and you know, there's actually quite a bit of stuff that they could do with that. Oh, attacking, mate. Get off the stickers. Yeah, um, I mean, that was one of the things that struck me about Big Thunder Mountain. If you go to the various parks that it's at, they do seem to tell a story. Uh, the the three rides each have their own individual story, or, or sorry, Paris, Disneyland, and Disney World are the three I'm referring to. But they do have a story, so there's something for them to build on. And obviously, they've they've had the comics. I have not read the comics. I haven't read the Haunted Mansion comics, um, but I I know they have something to build on with these comics and these stories for both of those rides, which gives them a stronger basis than some of the other rides. Honestly, even like what we were just talking about, the Matterhorns, like. Your story is you're running from a Yeti. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they, they're all going to be coming. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, you know, they might as well do it. I mean, it, you know, the thing based on books and based on, it's generally just an idea, really. I think Haunted Mansion is probably a little bit easier because they've got a little bit more of a better story. They've got main characters. They've got music. Matterhorn is kind of quite vague. So they've kind of got a little bit. Yeah. More, the, the, um, there's some sort of disaster and they're getting chased by the Yeti. That's yeah. That's about, I mean, it's the same stories as uh, Everest over at yeah. Animal Kingdom. So yeah. you've got that. Also, it feels like uh, Haunted Mansion, they've added characters to it uh, over the last two decades or so. Now, I realize some of those characters were added from the movies, like they updated some of the sculptures and, and such, but uh, they have things they can work with from the ride. Yeah. Okay, so moving on from there, let's now talk about some other news that broke this week. Apparently, uh, Oliver Coleman and also Amelia Clark are in talks to appear in the upcoming Marvel Secret um, Invasion series. So we don't really know too much detail. Not been officially confirmed. You know, they've just been like in final negotiations. Um, but this has been sort of said by the big trades. Um, I think this is good. I mean, this is just some big, some big names to be brought in. Um, you know, Secret Invasion um, c- could line up to being one of the big events, and I think things are building up to it. But what did you think about this one? Uh, definitely glad to see Amelia Clark getting uh, signed on to some more deals. When you get these major uh, TV actors who are known for one particular series, her in her case, Game of Thrones, obviously, they have a tendency to kind of fade away after the series is done. It, it happens to a lot of actors for a variety of reasons. So I'm glad to see that she's still getting some some big big name projects because we know secret invasion will be a a big name project whether it ends up being tied into the movies or or some sort of uh Mm. i don't know uh television super series or or whatever um yeah no yeah and uh, olivia coleman fantastic and the queen she's been in loads of tv series over here like broad church and so she's well you know she's she kind of came from tv she's been in a lot of movies uh, obviously lots of oscars and um, awards so she's doing pretty well. so i'm really excited about all of that i think that i think that's a good one 
Now, right, let's now move on to some reviews because we've got tons of them. We've got so much stuff to be watching this week. Um, and yeah, my dog has decided this morning she's going to be a pain. Some, some weeks she just comes in and just sits down and goes straight to sleep today. She wants to play with everything. Um, so let's now talk um, about some of the original. So we had Secrets of the Whales. So this one dropped on Thursday. Now, I did go through my thoughts on this last week, but you've had a chance to catch up. What did you think of it? Right. So I'll do it real quick. I've only seen two of the four episodes um, so far, but I loved them. They, they were great documentary series. Uh, this was a great present on Earth Day. And if, if you have not gone into the National Geographic section at all, for whatever reason, you forget it's there, this is a reason to go into the National Geographic section. It... It finds a good pitch between um, content that will be good for adults while also keeping entertained for the kids. Sigourney Weaver does a great job. And honestly, it's just beautiful. Like the, yeah. the, the photography, cinematography is amazing. It, it uh, is. Cam- Cameron knows what he's doing. He hires good people who know what they're doing. This is a must watch, uh, especially if you love it. If you love underwater, yeah. if you don't love underwater, give it a try anyway. If you're scared of underwater, maybe not because you're definitely in the ocean for a lot of it. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I said it was a fantastic series. I think it's, um, it kind of feels like one of those figures this week where I've, I feel like I'm like, it's out. Let's go watch it. It's out. So please just, it's like, I feel like a bit like, you know, it's almost like, I know it's not quite my job, but it's that kind of thing. Like, please go watch it. It is really good. <laughs> just like this, uh, <laughs> this is the content that you want. This is why national geographics yeah. is on Disney plus. Um, and since we talked about it last week, We'll leave it with that glowing endorsement. Go yeah. watch this, guys. It's Go really watch good. it. Um, also, we got a new episode of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So this week's episode, um, I thought was kind of a nice pace. It shifted a little bit away from the kids, focused more on the adults. Um, Bombay trying to woo Alex, kind of through his kit, through her kid, which kind of was like that's one way of doing it. He kind of saw he saw an entry and kind of went for it as a and playing the you know the nice guy, you know, trying to kind of. You know he's cool with it he understands it and then kind of ultimately deciding actually no he, he's gonna side with the kid and doesn't like the guy and kind of kidnapped him and i thought that worked well and i mean obviously it definitely got in some brownie points and we kind of saw a nicer i enjoyed that whole aspect it kind of it felt like a little bit of a mid pause something i don't think you would have got this story that story if it had been a movie it was very much middle, it was like TV, it was essentially TV filler, but this is where the series, should it get picked up for a second season, has got somewhere to go. If you don't want to do, you've got to be like friends, you kind of got to stretch this out, you don't want to be going all in too quick. Just speaking of series where the actors kind of disappeared afterwards, uh, <laughs> in any event, uh, I really like this episode too. This is actually probably my favorite of the Mighty Ducks episodes so far, but for a different reason, you actually were talking about, I don't mind the, the Bombay and adult stuff. I thought that was pretty good, but I appreciated that we started to see some of the other kids yeah. kind of getting some backstory uh, specifically um, nerdy Dungeons and Dragons girl with a uh, super popular TikTok influencer girl and them yeah. kind of coming together. And I did really appreciate that on the one hand, um, the Dungeons and Dragon girl was like, I I, yeah. Or sorry, the popular girl was like, oh, I don't really want to be yeah. seen with the Dungeons and Dragons girl, even though we get along real well. Yeah. I liked that they went the other way too, where, yeah. where the Dungeons and Dragons girl was like, oh man, I do not need my my fellow players to know I'm hanging out with a popular kid. What would they think of me in that case? Because you normally yeah. only see the one half of the story. I did like that. I thought that was a nice twist because ultimately that, that does happen, you know, because as much as the popular kids think they're popular, 
they're not as popular as they think they are. <laughs> well, half the kids that want to be friends with them don't really like them. <laughs> and it's and it's not even just that. It's like um, like calls to like, and and you don't want to be the person who's like yeah. outside of your your own clique. And yeah. so I thought they handled that really well. This was much better handled than some of the earlier mm. um, things like that. So I, I liked that. Um, we need an episode with the goalie now. Now I know they did the the slumber party yeah, last yeah. time, but no, they need an episode with the goalie actually learning how to be goalie. Yeah. They they've played six games now and he still doesn't know how to like do anything but stand there. Yeah. And this is a very obvious deficiency in the team. So I'm kind of hoping yeah. the next episode they will start to get him going because they can score as many goals as they want. But if your goalie is just standing there, mm. uh, you're never going to win. I, I know I, they won this yeah. episode, but that's not the point. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I thought this was um, a nice, solid, a nice, solid episode. So that was good. We also got Big Shot episode two. Um, I'm gonna be honest, my memory's a little bit fuzzy of what happened in episode two so, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so this is the episode where uh, he has to go and talk to the teachers because they have a scheduling conflict. On yeah. um, uh, <laughs> she's doing a seminar and he needs yeah. to to have them practice for the game. That's the very right. next day, right? Um, and that's that's one, the driver. My one biggest problem with this episode: that English teacher. Oh, I don't know. It has to well, be the worst English accent in the world. It, I, she might as well have just gone. All right, Governor, how are you doing? I'm English. <laughs> It was pretty bad. <laughs> it, was, it was it was offensive to me. <laughs> I, I I honestly can't blame you. I was watching and it was like, <laughs> I this is well going back to Dungeons and Dragons. This is the accent that the dungeon master puts on when he you know he needs to have the the NPC show up and and yeah. give them some information and then just fly away. He, he put no effort into it. Um, if you think so, that everyone coming over to England sounds like that, we do not say, you know, we're not in 19, you know, 1600s anymore. It's just, it was, it's off, it's actually distracting and off-putting, like, for, to be watching it. That was what I, and there's, you know, I'm sure the actress is great and all the rest of it, but that accent just was over the top. Well, um, so I got to say, it's not just the accent. The, the whole teacher caricature that she was doing was so over the top. It was... It wasn't well done, and the, the the counselor was annoying too. He didn't have the accent, but he, yeah, he just like there needs to be conflict between Stamos's character and the teachers because obviously they're going to have different objectives. The yeah. teachers want to teach, and he wants the girls to teach. play basketball. Yeah. yeah, he wants to teach basketball, but I have no sympathy for either of these teachers. They are presented in such pompous, yeah, arrogant terms. Both the the um the counselor and the English teacher just like, I wouldn't send my daughter to the school just so I, just to not deal with you two. Jeez. Well, the thing is at that point, is obviously, you know, this might be something that happens in real life with scheduling and all the rest of it. And, you know, it oh, is, yeah. it, it happens all um, the time. But then it's a little bit along the lines of, well, if you've organized for a guest to come in, you maybe would have wanted to have done it during, this, during your session. Or I don't know. It, it was one of those things of, okay, but I did like the fact that the kids, I mean, you could see the setup coming a while away, mile away, with them doing the morning sessions on the on the court outside by the beach. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> they they might have well as gone. This is Chekhov's gun right yeah. here, the basketball yeah. court. Pay yeah. attention, the basketball yeah. court will be important. And I like I like how they did that. Um, yeah. um, yeah, just as a whole, again, 
for me because i watched all the first three episodes all in like one sitting it kind of was a little bit blurry of what of what comes next but i i enjoyed the series i'm looking for i'm looking for it i'm like by the time episode four drops it would have been over like a few weeks so i'm like i'm re- i'm ready to jump in um again i just think this is a nice series what about you so far i i'm enjoying where it's going and i liked that in contrast to how poorly the teachers are being handled i'm sure that they'll they'll yeah. flesh out in later episodes but um the father of the yeah. star the the star girl on the team yeah. Um, is a very good antagonist so far yeah. because like he, you can tell he's doing things because he wants the best for his daughter, Yeah, but he's going about it in the wrong way. He's going into to full control mode. And honestly, I get like dead poet society vibes from him. Uh, the, you know, the, the father who yeah. is over controlling his son. I don't think they're going the same direction as that movie went with it. It's not going that dark, but I think most of us, especially in our childhoods, remember the student who had the parent like that and mm. how much it obviously distressed the child in so mm. many cases. Um, and then uh, jumping to a different one, I, I'm i interested in seeing where they're going with Stamos's daughter character. Yeah. Obviously, she hasn't really showed up in the series yet, but apparent, I'm, oh, I'm episode, guessing ep- she's... Episode, episode three will really... Kind right. Of really I, that was kind of what I got from yeah. the end of the episode. So yeah. I'm interested to see where they go with that. Yeah, I'm... Um... Yeah, because yeah, so I won't say anymore because I can't remember where. So yeah, so that was good. So definitely, definitely worth checking out. And I'm going to do a quick couple of star things. So we had a new episode of Solar Opposites drop. Uh, this one was really weird. They kind of had a t- uh, they were redid the let the lighthouse where they had a letterbox, but they kept sending letters to the past and kept changing the future and um it. And then there's a whole thing with Yamulak having is <laughs> it's so stupid it's like basically this is all like big it's like the idea of like everyone that's got like confidence and all the rest of it is just this big thing of like having big dicks and then he makes himself have one and then he turns into a massive great big explosion in new york which looks like one well, and, and then sigourney <laughs> weaver has to come in and take over it it is and you've got ages elba coming in as a secret society of people with it is absolutely bonkers and he just sitting there just laughing away it's so stupid <laughs> it's just... i'm trying to remove that mental image from my head Oh, it is just, oh, it, honestly, it is so stupid. It's so fun. It's such a great series. I'm really, and it's great as well because this week, uh, Solar Opposites actually even hit the top 10 streaming chart in the US on Hulu for the second season when it dropped. Um, so I was, re- it's like, this is such a great comedy series. So if you do like things like Family Guy, and if you're in the US, check it out on Hulu. Um, I, I'm really, we're halfway through, or about, for a third of the way through season two um i'm just really enjoying this series it's so so funny it's bonkers absolutely bonkers and no episode really kind of interconnects i mean if you you try and explain it i mean it's just like so off the wall because they're just aliens that have come to this planet they've got like no and they've got all this technology they just everything is possible and you never know where they're going to go next uh, we just never know. I also watched. Um, it wasn't on in Hulu. It's on Hulu in the US. Over here, it's on Amazon. We watched Palm Springs, and it's been out for a while. It's been up for a number of awards. That's like a, a really weird version of uh, Groundhog Day, where cool. um, kind of yeah, just you, you keep if you die, you come back, and and he's just in a wedding going around and around. That was quite good. I mean, I meant I only mentioned it because it's on Hulu in the US and it's a Hulu original. Um, but it's one I've been wanting to watch for a while. I, I do like the 
the general idea of Groundhog Day. Like the, the movie itself is really good. And then obviously it becomes a staple of fantasy and sci-fi television shows if they run long enough. When it's done well, it's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it, I, I, I kind of, I thought it was quite fun. It's actually one of the very few episodes of Star Trek Discovery that I liked is when they get stuck in a, a groundhog loop. Mm. So that was that. Also, um, Dronish, I've, I've been, a, I kind of, plowed through seasons one and two because they dropped last week um onto disney plus in the uk as because they are star originals they've not been released over here and i kind of thought well i better watch a couple of episodes because we've got season three dropping next week and it's going to be dropping weekly for the third season and it's already happening in australia and canada as well so i thought well if this is a new like weekly series i should maybe just at least catch up and i've been really enjoying it they're set in a college you know they're you know they're all in like this um how, you know they're all all the basic stuff that i mean it's very it is very mature you know they deal with lots of issues and i it's i well the fact that i've plowed through two seasons in a week says it's great because only like 25 minutes like so I just kind of had them on just rolling in the background and i'm actually going to start blackish after this because um i didn't feel like i needed to watch blackish to get into it because i don't think you do but i kind of feel like well if it's the same as this i'm probably going to enjoy that as well so and that's on disney plus over here as well so and they're all again on hulu in the us <laughs> um but it's kind of one of those things with all these star originals of we're going to be getting modok in a couple of weeks as well that's been confirmed we're going to be getting rebels speaking of bonkers <laughs> yes the, the trailers um, dropped this pack we won't talk about them but no. those are those are nuts yeah, so there's lots of great stuff on, on um, Star. So now let's talk about the big one. So let's talk about now, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now we're going to be on, this will be kind of talk about the whole season. We're going to be going with full spoilers. I say spoilers because it, I don't really think, that, I mean, anyone really could have told where this was going. But what were your impressions of episode six or the finale? So overall, I really enjoyed it. A lot of good action scenes, uh, tied up a lot of loose ends, left a couple of loose ends for... Uh, what will probably be Captain America 4. I know they, they just announced that. But they lit- I tell you what, that's the one thing that really surprised me yesterday was this news broke literally just last night of Captain America 4 is now in um, development. And I was like, if you'd asked me in the morning, I was like, they're so leading up to Captain America and the Winter Soldier series. That's at season two. And I was expecting the kind of like the Book of Boba Fett kind of thing at the end. And then later in the day, oh, oh, wow, they're going straight into the movie. Um, so, they've set them up and they're like, okay, this is kind of weird. But they can also take a number of directions, not to go too far down th- this path, but they could take a number of directions because Captain, they didn't set a date for Cap 4. They could easily have um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier in between now and then. They could also yeah. have Cap 4 um, be a midpoint between these two where we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Cap 4, and Captain America and the Winter Soldier, whatever it ends up being, all is like one giant narrative too. Uh, but we don't know. There, there's no Captain, details yet. Captain America 4, the Dark Avengers. You know, that, you know they or the Thunderbolts. Or, yeah, and do like, do like they did with Civil War where it's kind of like interconnected and just, just throw it out. Could, it could be the mini, it could be Avengers 4.5 or, or 5.5. Yeah. 5. 5. yeah. The point is we don't know yet, but it's it was announced. It, it, that is an yeah. official announcement. Captain America Four is happening, um, and there's any, there's tons of stuff they can do with it. But in any event, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, overall satisfied with it. Uh, I will definitely be watching this series again, uh, yeah. mostly for the action, admittedly, but it holds together pretty well. There are some kind of 
happy conveniences that move the plot along, especially in the earlier episodes. You just kind of have to go, eh, okay, yeah, they, they need to get to the next point. Um, there's also, uh, it's kind of speculation, but it, it does seem like they had to change the story at the last minute. Uh, they, there are hints within the, the, the show itself that things got kind of changed along the way. Yeah, well, obviously COVID maybe changed their plans a bit. But for me, I really enjoyed that final episode because it, it felt like the climax of the series. It felt like everything had been building up to it. Everything had been building, you know, to that finale. It all come to um, an end. Um, I know there was, because I, I got to the end of it, I thought it got to the end of the episode. I thought, wow, cool, great. That was a fantastic finale. Did everything it wanted. It got it's exactly where I wanted it to go. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And then I'm reading people, going, oh, it's, you know, it's not as good. That, and, then, and they go, oh, they didn't do anything with the characters. Like, we've had five episodes building up to it. It's, you know, we've done the building. This was about the payoff. This was about, you know, you, ha- you didn't have to do any more building. It was already done. This, and I, yeah. This was, was the end game. This was the yeah. end game to the series. End game, if you watch it by itself, is just a whole bunch of characters beating up, you know, a raisin man. Yeah. Uh, but if you've watched even any of the MCU movies before that, then you get a much better payoff. Mm. It's much more obvious with Captain America, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it's episode six. You don't, yeah. you don't go into a television series, even... <laughs> Even a non, even one that's not built on this. You go into The Simpsons. You don't just go into episode fourteen and and yeah. be like, oh yeah, the, sure things happen. This is the final episode of the series. But I will say there was one thing that I was not uh, a little disappointed what with in in those terms, which was I felt like Bucky didn't have much to do in in the finale. Now he he had that blockade, obviously. Well, that was a big moment for him. It was a big moment for him, but it was that was it. And that fight was very short, whereas Falcon had multiple moments and even John Walker had multiple moments. Well, I think, to be honest, the big thing with Falcon was also with Bucky was not. It was actually him rescuing the people out of the truck and them saying right. thank you. That was the hit. That was his big moment. That was the point when he got to be a hero and, you know, and he got thanked for it for the very first time. And he'd never been a hero before. You know, he'd always been, you know, that, you know, we'd seen him building up to it, but nobody else had seen it. Um, so that was a big thing, I think. I, um, I, I don't disagree at all. Yeah. That was a huge moment for the character. And of course, it, it uh, allowed him to grow as a character so yeah. that he could uh, confront that father at the end and, yeah. and tell him the truth. I just would have liked a little bit more um, action scenes, like get him involved in a, in a, another fight before yeah. that at some point my one thing i wasn't so keen on was the, the the big reveal of the suit was i really liked the whole like batman kind of aspect of the seeing him from the sky and like you know the like carly going he's here you know that kind that of batman cool. it, it kind of took me back to that 1980s batman movie i didn't like when he smashed through the window it's like i, I needed more light i needed to see this it felt a bit dark and you know, I would have liked a little bit more light on him to kind of show off like, hello, I'm here. Superhero uh, landing. <laughs> superhero landing and I'm Captain America. Got it. I mean, got one. <laughs> that's true. Um, similarly, his fight with Batroc, I felt like it was way too saturated with red. Uh, yeah. I know that they were in like emergency mode and all the red yeah. lights were on, but I was like, I would have liked a, a little bit more of a color palette. Hides in that it, fight. It, it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but those, those are minor, minor, Quibbles. I mean, I, um, yeah. I, mean, I love yeah. the suits. I mean, I just it looks great. Great. Um, I can't wait till I'm 
Monday could be a bit expensive. <laughs> it's like, all oh, the merchandise will be announced on Monday. I mean, we know it's been coming. I mean, it's kind of that weird thing of like, people kind of going, the spoilers are going, we've known this, he's had this outfit for 10 years in the comic books. You know, we know where they're going with it. Um, but I really enjoy. I liked it. I liked his whole suits. I liked um, like this whole thing of him basically taking ownership of Captain America. I am Captain America. I don't need to be told. I am it. And, you know, he just, you know, he flies in, you know, and the whole speech thing was a little bit over the top for me. Um, but it made it, I mean, essentially at that point, what that was, was that was telling the world who he is, what he is saying, you know, and for the people at home to go, Oh yeah, he's right. He needs, he's worthy of being, Captain America, he knows it, and also it felt a little bit along the lines of he's telling us, the viewer, you know, there's, there's going to be, you know, he knows, you know, they know what the problem's going to be with this um, changeover to Captain America, and they addressed it head on. And I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm fully excited. I mean, I've been looking forward to this, but finally seeing it was great, and I kind of i really dig this guy because it's, 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 it's we don't really we've not really ever seen this in it in a series or a movie you know we see it all the time in comic books where people take over mantles but they've never done it on the screen before not not in this way anyway there have they've been a a few small ones but it's it mostly really mattered in like the arrowverse or anything like no that. no I mean, yeah, no yeah and it and it's not and this isn't an actor change this isn't no. i'm steve rogers um just ignore all the the you know the physical differences between me and Chris Evans. No, this is uh, I am Sam Wilson and I'm Captain America, and he gets to have the speech. I I do agree, especially supposedly being an off the cuff speech. Uh, it it was a little bit much, but it, uh, but they needed to have that moment. He needed um, the the moment where he could appeal to both sides and and show I can I can work with you. Uh, but you have to work with me. Um, and then, and also it shows the difference between him and John Walker, of course, whereas John Walker was assigned to be mm-hmm. Captain America. He, this is his, he, he's ordered to vol- ordered to volunteer or whatever the circumstances were. Whereas Sam was like, no one gave this to me. And I mean, well, he did, <laughs> he, he did, but the government didn't give it to him. Uh, yeah. He's not under orders. He's not taking orders from anybody. He is there to give his view and was, and that's an important distinction that's definitely and i also felt like i mean the, the wakandan suit really gave him an upgrade i mean you know he was able to lift buildings you know he was you know he was able to fight he had tech on him he was so much more super you know he was a superpower you know he had he, he looked powered up i mean when you compare him to what he was like in the um the winter soldier movie where he already had was a jetpack you know yeah it was literally your powers are you have a jetpack and wings and you yeah. can shoot Uzis, two Uzis yeah. at the same time while jumping backwards off a, yeah. a helicarrier. That's your power. Um, I thought that was great. Um, the other, I mean, you mentioned John Walker. I really liked him in this episode. I was quite surprised they did the redemption arc so quick. Um, I thought they might have been holding off because um, obviously he came in at the end and he's got the shield on the right. And of course you're there going, okay, is he going to now just go straight into fight mode with Falcon? Are we going to get the foe, you know, captain versus cap and of course he went you know and he's there got a rescue or he's got to, and he rescued and he did it in front of everyone they all got to see it and he got to be the hero and it was like and then they were like you know him and bucky just teamed up straight away they instantly knew 
they were together. There was no no arguments, no fights. You know, they just the last time they saw each other, he broke his arm. But they were straight into no, we got a job to do. We're soldiers. We're doing this, and I like that. I like the fact that they they played up on him kind of having a little bit of an issue, but I like that redemption. I then like the fact the reveal. He is the U.S. agent. Here he is. Nice done and dusted. He's now working for Val. And I like that, that they, they tied it up in a nice little bow and set him off on those way as U.S. agent. Not leaving it open. Of, oh, is he coming back? They've done it. He's, he's done. We know who he is. I know there was a little bit of confusion. I think there's going to be a lot of confusion from like casual fans of like the speed it was done. But for me, it made sense because of obviously knowing who he is. And I like the fact that, because I think everyone was expecting him to be the villain this big villain and this big bad Captain America and he's, you know, he's going to be the next big villain and they go, and then he didn't, he didn't become that. He never, and we kind of knew that was going to happen. No, but speaking of revealing the villain, um, the interesting thing was Sharon Carter. Now, I think most people had figured out that she was the obvious choice for Power Broker. I, I was actually to the point where I was like, it's so obvious that she's the power broker that she can't actually be the power broker because yeah. it's, you know. Um, but no, I, I actually appreciated where it wasn't like a triple fake out where it's like, no, she's, she's the power broker. Um, but then having it end up being, well, she's the power broker, but she's not a good guy. Uh, and, and her getting her citizenship back and having um, – reinstate is like oh wait no 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 don't reinstate her you, you don't want to reinstate her where you'd like that was a nice little twist on it because you're like oh sharon carter of course of course she's a hero oh yeah oh maybe not <laughs> and other people they go oh is she a scroll because now we've got all of this to go yeah <laughs> and it's like Let, and, everyone, let's leave. And, and everyone they go you know because if she was a scroll she'd want to be the status quo and set and settle in not make massive waves well i mean secret invasion yeah. Let, yeah, let's let got, Secret Invasion. We got all that to come. We got all that to come. Let's, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's wait on that one. Um, yeah. But, but no, overall, I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, Carly kind of, you know, there was obviously that big thing of Falcon wouldn't, you know, Sam wouldn't fight her. You know, he didn't, he, he, because there's that thing of he believed in her cause. He believed, you know, he, what she wanted, he 100% agreed with. But he just didn't agree with how she was doing it. And she was going to, and he would, and, you know, that whole thing of him. It was only really Sharon that kind of stopped it. And because right? Falcon and it, just wasn't fighting. You know, he wasn't fighting her. And it really seemed like um, Sharon was only stepping in because Carly knew who she was, that yeah. knew that she was a power broker. Um, and if she, if for whatever reason Carly had not known that, uh, she'd probably still be alive. Uh, I think. Sam, she would have either given herself up or, or Bucky would have come in and, and fought her because he would have no compunctions against fighting her at all. Yeah. Um, I will say the actress, her name is escaping me at the moment, for Carly. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, not, not Van yeah, Camp. Yeah. Um, was really good. And I would actually like, I, obviously she can't, can't come back as this character, but I would well, love to see her. I wasn't um, sure you see, because it was kind of well, one of those weird things of kind of he flew in, obviously, and put her on the gurney and sent her off. And then he said, you know, she died. And like, well, why did you put her on a gurney? Why did yeah, you make that the, big like the gurney was weird. It is possible that she's still alive, especially because she's got the super serum, which does heal her, mentioning, of course, yeah. John Walker breaking his arm and now he's out here fighting like normal. Um, but what I was gonna say was I would actually like to see a series with her as Enfy's Nest, uh yeah. reprising that role um from the solo movie, because I think she didn't get to do anything in that yeah. movie. And she I think she she, sh- she showed she can and the character had potential and I'd be all in for a, for an Enfys Nest miniseries to, to kind of 
um, get a little more on that. I also thought it was very interesting that they cleared up the the flag smashers like with Zemo, with Zemo, because Zemo. And I'm like, well, who's? That? And then suddenly it dawned on me, like, who's Zemo, dude? And I was like, oh yeah, it's the butler. Um, you know, I actually, like, I forgot who it was until you cut to Zemo, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I had done the same. <laughs> We're going who? And then suddenly, oh. And then, yeah, hadn't instantly kind of uh, connected. Uh, they definitely needed that shot to Zemo to remind us who he was, because I think a lot of us might not have picked up on it. And just a nice, like, kind of like, yes, I was right. And in some way, it was like it was a, a way of clearing house, but also maybe making sure that that little loose end was all tied up. You know, they're all they the the issues will still carry on, but the super soldiers are kind of sorted. They've sorted that. They had that one that was left in the the um, yeah in the in the river that they mentioned, and I don't think that that character was in that um, van with all of them. So there's out there again the the potential that Carly is still alive. Um, but it was good to see Zemo for the the moment. I know last week we were like, oh, is, yeah. he's going to be in part of the end credits, and once we saw him, I was like, okay, he's not going to be part of the end yeah. credits. And then of course Val mentions him uh, in the the U.S. Yeah. agency and like. Oh yeah, okay. So she's already got plans for him, and she appreciates that he, you know, blew up the the van for her. Yeah. No, I I I really like. I like this. Uh, to me, there were so many elements of the series that it's like I left it and was just like I was satisfied completely. I enjoyed it. Um, I just thought it was a great, great, and it was that thing. of I do think Disney Plus really allowed that these characters to grow, have to extra time. That you know, if, if Captain Four was this story. It would have been. It just. It would have been so much more rushed. I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to imagine how they could have done this in half the time. Well, I mean, you'd have to. Us, yeah. You'd have to cut out giant bits of it. The Wakandans well, yeah. probably wouldn't show up. Uh, Zemo might. I not, mean, you know, well, I probably would imagine a hey, Zemo would have been in it, but maybe not even Winter Soldier. Yeah, it yeah. might have been Falcon and Zemo. Um, <laughs> well, just a Falcon and a US agent, and that might have been like kind oh, of it. Um, you know, that would have been all they, I don't think they would have had time for all the Bucky stuff. And in addition to that, while we, we probably still would have had the flag smasher villains, I don't think we would have sympathized them with them the way that we do. They would, they might, when you go back and think about it, you're like, Oh yeah, I kind of get where they're coming from, but you do not get those scenes where they get to explain their philosophy, explain why they're doing things and get to see who they're helping. And that really made them far more sympathetic as, as villains than they would have had in a movie. Yeah. I mean, they probably would have still like killed innocent people because they've got to be evil, yeah. but uh, you get I that thought, gray area. I mean, I just like the whole like buddy cop vibe of um, Sam and Bucky. I think that works really well. Obviously they played up on that whole thing of move your seat forward and they've, that's just grown. into. The, and I really enjoyed that last scene with the middle of Louisiana on, at, at the boat, you know, you know, Bucky just there, you know, like lifting the kids up on his arms and just being fun. You know, it's like we've never seen that aspect of him and he got to relax. He's got a friend, he's got people around him and he's at peace. And I I really like that how, you know, he's been such a, a moody character the, for the last, like, what, 10 years. Um, so it was really nice just to see. And just, I'm really enjoying that whole kind of thing. Yeah, I just felt really as a whole that, you know, that whole scene with them being by the by the boat, just chilling out was so nice. So nice to see them just being normal. It's something that we don't normally get to see with, you know, the Marvel characters, that little bit of normality, you know, him just hanging out and just being normal people, you know, because ultimately when he takes the suit off, he's just, just a very, you know, 
well, 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 that was that was the thing with Winter Soldier was he never took the suit off, even if like physically he took the suit off uh, prior to this. Mm -hmm. He was still Winter Soldier when he he was sitting in his hotel room or his apartment or whatever brooding. He was still the Winter Soldier when he was in that um, place. that was all covered up in newspapers in Civil War. He was still Winter Soldier, even though he was also Bucky. And at the, the end scene, he was finally. No, I I can relax. I can have fun. I can maybe flirt with with Sam's sister a little yeah. bit, you know, just just to enjoy myself. And this has been the strength of both this series and WandaVision. Yeah. Now, obviously, WandaVision didn't get to have quite as many of these kind of moments because they were all plagued with the mm-hmm. something's wrong. You know, the things are things are not what they look like. But these are the things that the movies don't have, uh, especially for secondary characters like Scarlet Witch and Vision, Sam and uh, Bucky. And this is why I'm loving the the Disney Plus series, even though they've got some flaws. They're not perfect storytelling. There were obviously some issues with WandaVision. Um, as I mentioned before, I think some of the narrative storytelling in this was weak, especially in the beginning, where a lot of things just kind of happened because they they had to happen. Uh, but the strength of having these character moments outweighs them massively, because as we mentioned, I think every single week before this. Falcon and Winter Soldier, other than in Winter Soldier, the movie, really had no character development at all, even though they each appeared in like four or five movies. Yeah. It's for me, I'm going to be finishing off. You know, if I was to compare right now, One Division versus Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think I did enjoy Falcon and the Winter Soldier more. I feel like it felt, it felt like more of a traditional MCU kind of entry it felt like i was watching a movie um I, I think i enjoyed the characters more i think i enjoyed the whole buddy cop aspect i like that as thing of it one division the whole kind of where they're going what they're doing um i like that and i really enjoyed it and i was you know in the moment it was good but i they can't help but for me the first four or five episodes of one division were kind of you know they were crazy and bonkers but I liked the last couple of episodes when we went into MCU mode. Um, and I feel like Fal- Falcon for me felt s- such a more traditional. And, and I think I just enjoyed it more as a whole. You know, I would probably put Falcon above one division in my current like Disney plus rankings. You know, I just, I just really, there's how much more to it. And I don't know why it just, it just seems to have appealed to me more. So I, I would agree. I put Falcon and winter soldier above one division, but I think, Part of it is that the appeal of WandaVision was trying to piece the mystery together, yeah. uh, trying to, you know, all the fun that people were had trying to, you know, where's Mephisto? Is this character Mephisto? Is that character Mephisto? Of course, none of them were. But um, but just that interaction that people had on the message boards and Reddit and Twitter, uh, trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. I think that was the fun in WandaVision, which isn't to take away from the fact that it was still a good series on its own right. But when you rewatch it or if you rewatch it, you're not going to get that again. You already know where it's coming from. The rewatch will be, Oh, that piece leads to this revelation later that, Oh, and we can see how they're setting this up here. It looked like it was just in the background before, but now it it's part of the bigger puzzle, which is cool and all, but Falcon and winter soldier is a consistent narrative all the way through. It's got the good action pieces. It's got the humor uh, and you can just enjoy it regardless of at what point you're in. It might be as well. I mean, I generally have always liked like buddy cop movies. I've always 
you know, I mean, they were kind of really big in the eighties and the nineties. They kind of drifted off a little bit more recently. So I, you know, think like bad boys, those kind of, I've always liked that kind of aspect and that element. And I think bringing that into this as a, I wouldn't say necessarily a theme, but it would definitely kind of, you know, if you had to pick a genre kind of buddy, you know, the, you know, buddy cop kind of felt like that with this series. And I just, I just like that. And I like the whole, the reveal of, you know, Sam as Captain America, you know, the suit, I really liked it. Yeah. And also it's so different from Steve Rogers version. It's a very, you know, there's, he's not, because watching like you seeing us agent you know seeing john you know it's like yeah yeah just guy just put the shield on you're not you're not him whereas sam being like no you are completely upping you know you are different i mean you know the shield i mean he is using the shield but the wings and everything just he just looks so different and I think I like that. I like that aspect of the, they've taken it in a different direction. You know, it's not like, I don't know. I just, it's just, I've always really enjoyed it. I can't really praise it enough. Um, we've got now, what, six, six weeks or so until Loki. So that's dropping on June the 11th. So we got a little bit of a break from the Marvel side of things other than MODOK dropping soon. Um, so um, we are- <laughs> I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll be talking too much about Modoc because I don't have Hulu. I'm yeah, not getting Hulu yeah. for <laughs> MODOK, but we, we might mention it. I think it's going to be yeah. on star. Um, yeah. I think we do. We should have a behind the scenes for Falcon yeah, that's and the Winter Soldier week. next week, right? Yeah. Um, and we would have had Black Widow, uh, except that got pushed not that long ago. So that's coming in, what, July, I think? Yeah, now? July the 9th. Right. Uh, but that would have been right after. And then that would have had a making of. And then we'd only have like a week or two before Loki. I'm going to be honest. I think this is a good. I think this yes, is I'm... good. I'm actually, I think having a, a month off. Um, it's going to be good. I think it's going to allow the other shows to breathe a little bit. Um, we've got High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the musical, the musical, the series dropping. Part um, two. <laughs> part two, um, the sequel. Um, so that one is dropping in mid. So we're going to, and then we've got the Bad Batch. You know, the Bad Batch is starting, what? 10 days, next, nine yeah, days, ten, something like that. Yeah. And um, we're going to get two episodes that week. You know, this is, you know, we're going into a whole, and that's going to be running at least. Uh, we know at least 14 episodes because that's what the composer had said he was working on episode 14. So it's even long. So it might be a bit longer than that. So we have got multiple shows dropping. And um, in some way, the Marvel shows kind of overwhelm everything, you know, because the, the PR cycle goes around it. Um, you know, sitting there going, you know, it's not like going, oh, well, oh, Falcon's over. Oh, we've got nothing now till Loki. But no, we have got four to five shows a week dropping. So, you know, it's like, you know, we've got plenty to catch up on. Um, some people are sort of saying like, you know, May's like, oh, it's, it's not, it's like, well, if you're only interested in Marvel or big Star Wars movie, like Bad Batch is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to Bad Batch. Um, and I just think, you know, having, you know, all these different shows on at the same time. And plus, you know, for us as well, we're getting all these star originals as well, because we're getting MODOK and Gronish and Rebel. Um, so we've got a few different shows dropping as well and Big Sky coming back. So we've got, you know, for me on a, on a Friday, I think like the 21st of, I think on the 21st of May and the 28th of May, there is like eight different shows dropping. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it is, it is kind of quite nice. It is nice. And then also if you have only been watching for the, the major releases, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Mandalorian, whatever, um, Try some of these other shows that have been dropping. Um, 
unless you've got kids, you might skip the Mighty Ducks. Or if you've got nostalgia for the for the movies, obviously you're probably already watching. But give Big Shot a try. It, yeah. It's it's much better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, and I think I I, I can't. I have, you don't have to like sports. It it is it is a really good kind of like drop. I think as well as a little bit more mature than we maybe we were expecting. Um, it it mixes the the teenage school drama pretty well with like no adult relationships and yeah. and being a parent uh and it kind of stamos is doing a good yeah. job it kind of feels a bit like you're coming out like mighty ducks high school musical or you got you've kind of got diary of a future president mighty ducks high school musical then big shot in terms of like maturity as they're going through the classes <laughs> kind of um is there a, a, like school and stuff there is a kind of you can there is a general tone going through them all I still think they would have been better off not having three high school shows dropping together um, in May, but um, that's I, just, yeah. I, I would take bigger um, issue with them having both the, the two sports themed ones. Yeah. Like I, I, I could see them doing high school musical and either big yeah. shot or mighty ducks, but having mighty ducks and big shot where they're both covering very similar ground on the sports yeah. side of things. Like, maybe separate those out a little bit more. And obviously they probably would have been separated out a bit more if COVID had not kind of screwed up the entire schedule. Well, yeah. I mean, I think we would have had big shot uh, and probably Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I mean, they all got, all three of them got delayed, but um, yeah, just, it's just really kind of, I mean, I'm really looking forward to Bad Batch. That's my kind of one. It's kind of like you look at May and kind of go, okay, well there's, there's four originals um, and Bad Batch is definitely the, the one I'm most excited for. Um, but I mean, also just having Big Shot and Mighty Ducks being ten episode seasons mean you know that's a two and a half month chunk block booked in. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of one of those weird things of like it's not that eight o'clock morning for me. Must watch eight o'clock. Get off the internet. Spoiler zone, which has become the mar- you know that that's what I get with like the Marvel and the Star Wars ones. I probably will be doing it with Bad Batch. I think I probably will be doing that for that will be my eight o'clock ritual for um, the coming, <laughs> coming I, weeks. I, I think I might for Bad Batch, but mostly because it's a shorter yeah. um, series. Like I couldn't do it with Falcon and the Winter Soldier with a 40 minute runtime. Uh, be like, I'd have to get up way early before uh, before yeah. first meeting and all that stuff. But I think I could do it for 20 minutes or I could at least watch it during um, uh, lunch break or something like that. But I mean, I've, I I gotta be honest. I mean, I've now got to that point of it's actually it's kind of the it's just the schedule eight o'clock Disney Plus launch kind of that's kind of the Friday morning routine. I've kind of got it. After. It's it's kind of just it's part of my routine now of like watch it, or get every check all the check everywhere's had everything uploaded. Watch the biggest show, write the review, and then I go out grocery shopping. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because it. We, we've talked about this before, but it, it feels like we're back at the launch day where we had yeah. to, you know, be like, all yeah. right, uh, pick and choose, pick and choose. But whereas on the launch day, it was more like, uh, I should probably watch this because that's one of the big name titles, yeah. even though I'm not really interested in it. And I should watch this so I can talk about it. This one, I'm like, all right, uh, all right, I, I want to watch this. I want to watch this. I want to watch this. Like, I probably would not have watched Big Shot um, if not for this but having seen the first episode now the second episode i'm like oh no i'm i'm watching this every week you don't have to force me you don't have to twist my arm i'm it's almost, I'm gonna be I here feel like it's like like with dramas it kind of pull and when the characters in the story gets you 
it kind of then you, you're being entertained and you kind of want to see where it goes. And because um, I know there are some shows like Dollface and Filthy Rich, I didn't have that. I watched the first episode and it was like, I'm not going to watch any more of these. They're just, I know there's new episodes dropping, but I'm not enjoying it. And I didn't, and I, you know, I've watched, not watched any more since the first episode. So it's not like, you know, I have done that way with certain ones. Um, I think Encore and also, uh, I think, yeah, I think it was Encore and oh. like the, the, oh, well, the like Jeff, Jeff Goblin. Jeff Goblin was one that way. I just dropped off because I just was really losing my interest in that series. Um, but yeah, so this has been a few over the times, but it is quite nice having having the drop. And I do think having them weekly does help with, you know, the more. But there we go. So the, obviously that's the big one. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale. Love to hear your thoughts on all this and what you're looking forward to seeing in May. Always great to hear. Again, you can go support us over on Patreon and YouTube channel members. I'll be back tomorrow with a live chat on YouTube at eight o'clock UK time. And also there will be a review going up of Miracle, another hockey one, um, which me and Jeremy did. And um, yeah, on that note, guys, thank you very much. We'll see you guys soon. Later. Later. Watch Secret of the Whales. Secret of the Whales. <laughs>